relish. If you hadn't been the hasty sort, you'd have had a nice slice of his superannuation, and God knows what else. But let it drop, she said. You never listen to my advice. I didn't marry him for his money, I said. Is that so? she said. Now, don't start, she said, raising a hand like a traffic warden. You're so argumentative. Pass me the sausage rolls. There. There. Under the lemon cheese pie. They're gone, I said, opening my arms wide in demonstration. Don't be ridiculous, she snorted, elbowing me aside and tipping her stocky body forward into the frosty freezer. You are a preposterous, wicked liar, Eleanor. Eleonora, I said. Don't be silly, she said. She shuffled legs of lamb and tubs of ice cream and plastic containers of frozen meals aside, then lifted herself upright and slammed the lid closed. You've eaten them, she cried, her eyes like hot blue marbles. She glared at me, her eyes burning into mine, her jaw thrust out accusingly. Mother, I protested, you know I don't eat meat. Hoof, she muttered. Don't eat any vegetables either. She clutched my arm suddenly then and stared at me with piteous eyes. Oh, but what shall I do now? she cried imploringly. Sylvester was my dearest friend. Oh, mother, I am sorry, I said. And then the other mourners arrived. It's always the same. We take the facts like a tablecloth, stretched tight between us, and we pull the cloth one way and then the other. Elizabeth smooths the cloth and rotates it on the table, saying, This is how it lays. I grab my end, brush off the crumbs and straighten it again and say, This is how it lays. Of course, the surface of things must be kept smooth, so that life as we know it can go on. But below the surface, and below that, far below our everyday scuffles, is this terrible twisting and tugging. And here we are, year after year, pitted against each other, bound by our horrible secret. The one subject, surely, that cannot be twisted and turned around. 2. It is hard sometimes to see what is going on, what with the pattern of daily life, the obscuring web and weave of it. The homespun hook-rug, for example, of the bird family. That was... That is, us, the birds. Tweet, tweet. Plenty of room for wit in that, but only from strangers. At home, in our little nest, we are frugal with our jokes. There we be, me chewing my pencil in my room, supposedly doing my homework, worrying about the growth rate of my breasts. Elizabeth, my mother, in the kitchen, no doubt tossing off a prayer or two as she peeled the spuds. Ron, my father, in his favourite armchair, broiling in his own juices in front of the TV, resting up before the nightly after-dinner row. Ron did his block daily. Recreationally, you might say. He ranted and raved and shook his tiny fists in the air. He beat me with his stick. I learnt to avoid my father early on. As soon as I saw him begin to rake at his hair like a B-movie lunatic, I ran up to cower in my room and say my prayers. In he'd thunder and chase me around and thrash me wildly about the legs. Then peace, for the moment. He behaved, I see in retrospect, 
as a madman. In fact, as several madmen. But not one word was ever said of this. At other times, although he smiled tightly and said, Pass the salt, he oozed controlled displeasure. The air in our house stank of it. Oh, but the air in our house was so sweetened up with the artificial odour of piety, it was hard to tell whose air we breathed. Ron, said Elizabeth, archly, then, I sense ill will. It isn't good for you to harbour grudges, dear. Sense, I'd think. It's tumbling out of him like bricks. Poor Ron, she'd say. Now, Ron, enough of your brooding, she'd say. Elizabeth withstood the mighty Ron, disarmed his rage with her wagging little finger. And then... And then...